Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club with your hosts, Caitlin and Kirsty. Tune in as experts share their insights to help grow your business with higher sales, creative marketing, and kick arse business strategies. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to Season 5, Episode 4 of the Pet Photographers Club. It's Caitlin from Ragamuffin Pet Photography here and we're coming at you with a different type of episode this week, which is super exciting. It's our new member spotlight episodes. So Kirsty and I were really keen to shine a light on pet photographers around the world who are really doing amazing things in their businesses, but who might not necessarily be a decade in, you know, um, sometimes they might be, but we really wanted to show pet photographers or, or chat to pet photographers who are in all different stages of their business, because I think, and I'm sure that you'll agree, there's something to learn from everyone, whether or not it's that you're inspired by their story or you might um, be able to relate to a struggle that they're going through or they might have a, a different take on marketing that could you know get the cogs turning. There's all sorts of different people out there running pet photography businesses and we really wanted to shine a a spotlight, I guess that's why we named it, um, a spotlight on those people. So if you are a member of the Pet Photographers Club and you're at all keen on having a cheeky little chat with Kirsty and I, we would love to talk to you about what you're doing in your business, where you're at, what you're learning, what you're passionate about. Um, I think, yeah, I think these are going to be super inspiring sort of shorter episodes. Um, if you are a member, again, you can watch the video version of these. So we're doing these live in the members group, but we also wanted to share them with everyone for the, the free audience as well. So without further ado, here is our inaugural member spotlight episode with Travis Potten... Oh, I've mispronounced that again. I'm so sorry, Travis. Um, Travis of Stink Eye Photography. It is a incredibly moving episode. So um, if you want to watch me cry, it's the first time I think I've cried at the Pet Photographers Club, watch the video. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Travis, for sharing this. And uh, let's get on to the show. Hello guys, we are live for our first ever member spotlight episode. So we're bringing these to you for season five. We're introducing them. Very excited to have Travis on as our first guest. Um, so this is season five, episode four, and we've got Travis now. How do I pronounce your last name, Travis, before I talk? Nod. I would not have got that. <laughs> so Travis <laughs> Um, is our first member spotlight for the Pet Photographers Club. And I think let's dive straight in because we're trying to keep these a bit shorter and, you know, because you might have a tendency to ramble. So, Travis, Robert, we dive in. You tell us all about you and we'll go from there. So back in 2013, me and my wife were lucky enough to adopt our first Galgo. It was uh, one of those things that just happened out of the blue because once we – Put it on application. We're expecting to wait a year, and then we ended up with our first Galgo a week later. Whoa! So everything just fell into place, and it came as a. I believe in the universe of giving you things that you need when you need it, and when you don't think you need it. It turned out Lena came in at the perfect time and literally saved my life. So, with that. Uh, 
she was a very scared girl who was very traumatized. So we spent the next several months trying to get her comfortable and uh, getting used to people again. And with that, as we learned more about her past, we decided to start our own adoption group, uh, which was unusual because me and my wife have never been to Spain, didn't know anyone in Spain, still can't speak Spanish, but now we're going to bring dogs from Spain. So we just jumped in and decided to go through this. And with that, we met so many great people. And once again, the universe just kept handing us things as we needed it. Uh, Meeting a person out of the blue that ended up introducing us to the person that we now work with in Spain who runs the biggest shelter in Spain. It's just one of those random things that talking to the person, telling them my story, and they helped us get that. With the now bringing dogs, like any shelter, we now had to take adoption photos. And with that, you know, basic iPhone photos that didn't work. And my first camera that I bought was my nice little Sony RX100. And I was lucky enough to have a member of Hertz Speak come out and take adoption photos of our dogs at the time. And kind of after seeing their photos and looking at mine, it's like, okay, I suck and I really need to figure something out to get better (laughs) photos. So with that, uh, started to kind of dive into YouTube videos and just trying to get better photos and learning the basics of, you know, lighting, you know, looking at the background, things like that. And during one of our trips to Spain, uh, with that camera, I took a photo of a very scared dog, which actually the photo is that one. Aim it there. And with that, when I saw that photo and I kind of showed people, I saw the reaction in the people. And that kind of helped me realize that, you know, the photo I could use to actually help tell the story. And people can understand kind of what's happening with them. So from that kind of gave me the idea to really, truly dive into photography and try to actually uh, tell their story through photography. Uh, With that came my second motive of I thought that I could never become an actual photographer. So my goal was actually to fake it and try to get other photographers to tell the story. The way I thought of it is just like if you, if a lost dog, what you want to do is get banners out as quickly as possible. So you get more eyes searching for the dog. And that was my goal is to try to get other photographers to try, even take a picture, one, tell the story because all the other pet photographers, their followers are animal lovers too. So it's a matter of catching one person out of them to help spread that out. So if we just keep catching one person, it keeps growing further and further. And more people are aware of it, the more pressure we could put on Spain to help change these laws and fix it. Uh, with that, I've met so many great people that has helped me improve my photography. And I'm still kind of surprised that my photography has gotten as good as it has. And, you know, it's it still amazes me, and I'm amazed by the reach that I've been able to get much more than I've ever expected to be able to do. 
I think it's a testament really for me I find whenever photographers have like a genuine emotional um, pull behind the work that they're doing other people can read that in your work like I can read that in your work um so it doesn't surprise me at all that you've had the sort of reaction that you've had to what you're doing and that Um, was probably one of the starting out one of the best advices that I got was shoot what you're passionate about and it'll show through in your images mm -hmm. and that's where I completely focused 100% on the galgos yeah yeah so speaking of um your work Travis um the shot saying goodbye, is it? Yes. That's yours, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So if you guys don't know the image I'm talking about, stalk Travis, find the image. <laughs> um, it'll say in mind. In mind. <laughs> Do you want to give us a little bit of background about how the image came about and what impact it's had on the rescue, but also your business as well? Uh, <laughs> Saying goodbye came from Lena once again that the whole story behind this is back in 2012 in October, uh, I was going through a very dark depression and there was, uh, I came very close to hanging myself in the garage. Oh, Travis, I'm sorry and, to hear that. Uh, I was lucky enough to, uh, sorry, it's, uh, I was lucky enough to stop myself, you know, something click that it just pulled me away for that split second to reset my mind and realize what was happening. And once again, where the universe gives you what you want, what you need is that's when Lena, we adopted her the following week. And with her, I focused so much on helping her improve that uh, I pretty much forgot about my depression that I was 100% focused on her and getting her better and improving. And with that, uh, we started the group. Uh, She brought us out of our shell as we brought her out of her shell also. So it was a very mutual thing. And with the photography, my goal now is once again to try to repay her for saving my life by trying to save as many of her family members, friends that I can. And with that photo, uh, it comes back to, you know, there's still times I find myself, you know, depressed. And But what I find is when I think of her, she's the one that still pulls me out. So with that image, it's her coming back to me, comforting me, reminding me. So it's uh, my tribute to her. What's been amazing is I never expected so many people to connect with that image. And it's been amazing to read through all the comments that people are making for it and you know it's a testament of how much impact these dogs have in our lives and how much they change our lives so it's it is such a great honor to be able to have people connect with that image and share it the way they have Mm -hmm. i love that story um and again, it's it, it it comes back to what we're saying about if you create work that is true to yourself and your journey and your story, as everyone's um, in the members group, they're they're responding um, about how touching it is, and I think that it does show 
shine through in your work. So, um, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Um, it, it was a little rough trying to actually share that. Yeah. But, uh, that's one thing when I first started, I didn't want to be tied to the images whatsoever. I wanted all the focus to be on the dogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I learned that I needed to be part of the story because if you don't know why I'm doing it, you don't know the story behind the image and why that's important to me. So yeah. that's kind of why I found, you know, once again, when I started our adoption group, I've learned to, I will tell anyone that will listen the story because you never know who you're going to be talking to, who's going to pick on to that and where that goes. And that has brought me to areas that I never would have expected. So, and that's what I believe in is just, if you have that story, you know, everyone talks about the why. So I know exactly what the why is, why I'm doing this. And uh, it, I will tell everyone I can about it. And with that, when people see how uh, devoted I am to this, it brings that, it brings them in a lot easier so I could help share that story more. Yeah, absolutely. On that note, you've, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've published a, a book. Is that something that? Um, yeah, I've, I've done technically three books. Okay. Uh, the first book I did was for my. Can I to interrupt you for a second? Can you see if you can keep your mic from um, not? Yeah, I'm just. Uh, I yeah. <laughs> just, I don't know. I don't, I want everyone to be able to hear me. <laughs> I used to hang mine over my ear like this because Caitlin was always whining at me that it was rubbing on my shirt. <laughs> then when we did it by video, I was like, oh, this is a problem. <laughs> That's my bad. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, so no three books. Yeah, the first book I did was uh, called Galgo Espanol. And basically what that was is I went out when I bought my first camera, first DSLR, went out to a uh, kill station in Spain and spent a week with a group out there rescuing the dogs from there. So after all the photos I had, I felt I wanted to share what was happening. You know, the fact that these volunteers were taking these dogs out of the shelter and you could literally see the change in them within that five-day period. And I wanted to help document that. And basically honor those volunteers doing that work. So it's actually, see if I, so this is, got to find the camera there, <laughs> the first book. So this was one I just kind of, it was first time doing it. And once again, never thought I would be doing book a book like that, but uh, it was a great way to raise awareness for that. So can you just um, take us back to the, before you actually did the book, so what came first? Um, you had the photos because you were there or is that right? I had, I had the photos already and the book was pretty much an afterthought. Yeah. So I had all these photos and going through them, I kind of saw the story within the photos. Yes. About the dogs and- being dropped off, uh, the volunteers starting to work with them. And then seeing them kind of become comfortable. And and then the final ones were some of the dogs that we were able to bring home and show them in the new new homes. Mm-hmm. 
And so then the idea of the book that was mostly to raise awareness of the issue, I'm assuming, and well, not issue, but you know what I mean, um, or to help your rescue grow, or a lot of this main book was to show the work that the volunteers were doing in Spain. Mm-hmm. So, from all these dogs being dropped off at the shelter, uh, very traumatized to becoming trustful again and building that trust with them. And now from being the shelter to their forever homes. Right. Now that's led you to do another two books. Correct. Okay. So, so tell us about those ones. The second book uh, was another group of photos from that same session. Uh, what was happening, it kind of, Unfortunately, showed the darker side of it. Uh, it was called "Find the Camera Behind the Red Door." Basically, what was happening is at the same shelter, we had an area for the galgos that we were able to kind of keep and save those. But the issue is behind the red door were all the other dogs that were now going to be euthanized. So you could see the galgos; they would follow the volunteers to that door and look for them and hear them and were excited when they came back. But what was happening behind the other door, you know, unfortunately was not good. So it was kind of showing the difference of what could have been happening to these dogs. So unfortunately, you know, it's a darker book, but it's this story of these dogs. Mm-hmm. And okay. so I see that you're selling at least the first two on Blurb. Um, so I guess sort of business-wise or strategy-wise, what are you doing with with the books? Uh, with these books, pretty much all the money from those books were going to the rescues. Mm-hmm. So for... Those two, they were specifically going to the shelter that we were with uh, at the shelter. So it's at the time I really didn't know much about publishing or doing any of the books. So it was just kind of a haphazard way of putting it out there. Mm-hmm. And through the rescue and all the people that I knew through uh, the Sighthound groups, that they would purchase it and kind of work that way. I think between both books, I was able to raise maybe about $5,000 for those. Well, so it was, Amazing. it was very surprising that it was able to do that good, but I was very happy to be able to kind of put that. And that's kind of where I find being able to use the images to help the shelters raise money and so forth. Mm-hmm. Can you just backpedal a little second? Um, you mentioned um, through the people that you know, through different site hand groups, etc. So how did you get the word out to those people? Um, A lot of it was mainly through my Facebook page. Yeah. So it's uh, through the Facebook page and other uh, groups regarding the Sighthounds uh, and Galgo groups. So Mm -hmm. as I started photography, I had a lot of people kind of start following me throughout the world, Uh, you know, Europe, Netherlands, Spain, so forth. So from that, it was allowing me to actually publish the book out that way, and they shared it out also. So it was, I was surprised on 
how well the book was doing for that. So, but it's, you know, once again, allowed me to be able to kind of help raise money for those shelters. Mm-hmm. Now, Travis, actually, while we're talking about getting the word out, in the very, at the very beginning of the episode, you mentioned that you were um, uh, getting other photographers on board to take the photos um, for the rescue. How did that come about? Like how did you find the photographers or how did they find you? Are you still doing that collaboration or are you doing most of the work now? Like how does it all, how's it all structured? A lot of it comes from, uh, once again, sharing the story. When I first started photos, my whole marketing thing was towards other pet photographers. Right. So I didn't focus on. Marketing, Travis? I'm sorry? Do you have a background in marketing? No. So it's oh. once again, it's, I figured if I just target other photographers, you know, going through her, the dog, things like that, other Facebook groups, sharing the images, sharing the story and telling the story about the Galgos. That's how I'd be able to kind of reach other photographers. And now it's kind of going through other ways of finding how I can get an image in front of any photographer that I can. I started doing the print competition, which one was a great help for me to improve my images, but once again, get my images out in front of people. And once again, a complete surprise and probably still one of my top things that has happened out of this whole thing is in February last year, I had one of my images on the cover of Professional uh, Photographers Magazine. And what made that so special special to me is they published it on World Galgo Day. Oh, wow. Once again, what the universe happens is they had no idea it was World Galgo Day. It was just (laughs) random, and that's where it happens. And for me, it's World Galgo Day is where all of us get together and just – try to speak as one voice for the Galgos through social media, however we can. And for me to be able to kind of get it on the cover to reach as many photographers as I could was, you know, that for me was phenomenal. Fantastic. So how did you, <laughs> um, how did you submit to get that on the cover in the first place? Uh, actually that they pick images through the print competition. Gotcha. So they just contacted me out of the blue asking that they wanted to use one of my images from uh, print comp. And it's, I was not expecting it to be the cover. I was expecting it to be kind of one of the pages inside, but I was extremely surprised because I found out that they also. That's, that's awesome. serendipity of it all. Yeah. Um, so Travis, um, are you still looking for photographers to help out? I am always looking for any photographer that, you know, willing to kind of help share the story. Okay. It could be simple, you know, take a picture and, you know, post it on Instagram with a little bit of the story or, you know, whatever else they would like to do. I'm always willing if any photographers want to go to Spain with me, they're more than welcome to go with. So I spend a week in a shelter uh, one of the shelters I stay in roughly has about 550 dogs. So 
we have more than enough to photograph and help the shelters with, and the shelters will show us as much as we want to see, take us on rescues and so forth. So it's uh, they've been phenomenal and very supportive of this also. Now, what about um, outside of Spain, so in the States, or is there anywhere else that you've adopted the Galgaries to, or are you working with other rescues outside of Spain? Yes, there's... There's quite a few rescues that are out there, mainly in Europe, because it's much easier for them to transport the dogs through Europe. Uh, there's quite a few here in the United States uh, and Canada. So there's quite a few groups. And, you know, for the Animal Imaging Conference, uh, one of my friends who runs a rescue right in Minneapolis, so she meets me there with Galgos. So I'm always taking photos of Galgos at, at that conference and invite any other photographer that wants to photograph dogs while you're there. I'll have a good supply of Galgos there also. So, <laughs> it's, you know, finding those things and even, you know, once again, it, it comes down to when I get a chance to meet other photographers, I explain the story to them and kind of explain what I'm trying to do. And hopefully they'll be willing to kind of help with that. You know, just simply taking taking the photo and sharing the story. It's all it takes. Mm-hmm. Now, Travis, all of I understand that the beginning and all the way through um, your photography has all been about um, helping the dogs. But you've also formed a business since then with Stinko. Okay. So we'll, we'll wrap up pretty soon, I think, because you've shared – so much. I think the listeners are amazed with your story. It's super touching. But to maybe just to finish up, um, would you be sort of able to tell us a little bit about um, Stink Eye Photography, maybe where you're based and um, and sort of what your business structure looks like, Travis? Uh, Stink Eye has originally was set up because when I joined HeartSpeak, I needed to have a website up and for to become a member. Uh, January of this year, I've decided to actually start a business. Okay. Uh, talking with quite a few other photographers, you know, between uh, Kaylee and Sam and Alex Kearns, that they've shown me that there's so much more I could be doing for the Galgos by having the freedom to be able to start my own business use of photography and allow me to grow and actually focus and spend more time on the Galgos with us. So it's, uh, I'm starting to build the business yet. So that's kind of in the process now. Mm-hmm. And so will you be photographing for, yeah, for uh, people in your area or are you selling prints of your work? What is the kind of structure looking so right like? Now, I will be doing sessions for people. Right. So starting to build that out. Uh, a lot of the kind of things I'm kind of trying to get through yet is right now my studio is my garage. So I haven't had heat in my garage. So during the winters, wow. I've not been able to shoot. So usually I would, during the summers, I would do photos. During the winters, I would focus on Photoshop, learning Photoshop. So the past couple weeks, I've been uh, insulating my garage and getting heat in. And last Sunday, did my actual first session. Mm -hmm. So it's slowly building, uh, trying to 
keep the garage clean so it looks somewhat professional, but I understand it's still a garage and, you know, the results of the photos should hopefully curb any yeah. uh, issues that they have. Definitely, definitely. So what does the next year look like for Stink IMP? What are, what are your goals moving forward? Uh, my goals I have right now for this year is to get the business started and building. Uh, I'm hoping to be able to – my target for this year starting out was roughly about a goal of 22000 for the year and build up so I could have now a base to hopefully quit my job next year mm-hmm. and start doing this full-time. So building that base up, then with that, my ultimate goal still is to be able to spend four months in Spain so I can actually document what's happening during that hunting season at the shelter. So that kind of allows me, gives me that freedom to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's looking, that's a possibility for this year and next year, or that's, that's the ultimate goal? That is the ultimate goal right now. So I still have quite a few things I need to take care of, building out, obviously building the client base, getting a lot of these things set up, getting my studio truly set up. So it's it's still in progress. But yeah. it's uh, it's been – starting out this show has been a fun learning experience and very yeah. motivating. So mm-hmm. kind of gave me re- new focus on it. And you mentioned before Kaylee and Alex, so it sounds like you've been um, chatting to some of the best in the industry, so I'm sure you've had lots of great advice. And, and that's, um, that's what I've absolutely loved about this community is everyone has been phenomenal, open, very helpful. And I cannot thank everyone else enough for that. And I'm one that I will always tell people, you know, I'm very grateful for that support and for the help and advice that they give me. And I hope I could pay that back to other people too. Yeah, that's, that's a beautiful segment. And we, we have to thank you so much for coming on, Travis, and sharing your story and for the work that you're doing. Um, it's absolutely phenomenal. I have no doubt that you're going to reach those goals and very excited to watch it um, unfold for you. I think this is going to be a very exciting year. Um, thanks for being our first member spotlight and for sharing your We do have an issue now that um, you just shared so much and such a beautiful story and touching and <laughs> how are we ever going to top this member spotlight guys <laughs> hopefully it'll be a much happier story <laughs> well um, I think yours has a happy a happy story as well underlying um Travis because I mean look what's come from from such a dark place I mean really really proud of you Thank you. And once again, you know, thank you, both of you and everyone else, you know, for all the help and support. I cannot thank you enough for that. Your beautiful, your beautiful work. Thank you so much, Travis. Um, we'll, we'll see you in the group. Everyone leave your comments below if you have any questions for Travis or any thoughts. Um, I'm sure we'll all be in there chatting after this. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Travis. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to the Pet Photographers Club. To subscribe to the podcast, check out other episodes, and keep up to date, head to thepetphotographersclub.com.